Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. Sitting next to me is my co-host, Scott. Hello, everybody. And we have a really special guest today. His name is Jackson Smith. And he has a unique way of spelling his name. And we'll talk about that in a second and how, how that came about. He had creative parents or, or something there. Yes, wanted I wanted to, to distinguish him against the other Jasons. Jackson. I mean, Jacksons. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, was, I get that all the time. Something. It was easy to distinct him from the other Jasons because his name's Jackson. <laughs> There you go. Yep, there you go. All right. So let's just dive in. I'm not even going to read his bio because we're going to get to know him in the next 22 minutes. So welcome, Jackson. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. J-A-X-O-N. J-A-X-O-N. So my parents, they wanted something unique. And, you know, they've heard all of them from J-A-C-K-S-O-N. And they wanted something very unique. Um, I've never met anyone older than me. With the same spelling. So I like to say I'm the very first Jackson oh. with the J-A-X-O-N. Nice. Yeah, nice. It's the new hip boy. Yeah. Right. Very yeah. cool. And you were born in Salt Lake City. Yep. Sandy, Utah. So. And I think you were about 10 years old when you graduated from high school. <laughs> uh, some would say that. So I actually graduated high school with a college degree. Yeah. Um, I graduated with my general associate's degree. And so what I would do is I'd go from high school, you know, 8 o'clock to 3 o'clock, and then I would work as a janitor from 4 to 6. And then from 7 to 10, I would be going to college. I'd go to the Salt Lake Community Campus, and I would do college courses there. Amazing. Wow. And so my siblings, they graduated with college degrees as well in high school. Okay. And so my parents were very familiar with the programs, how to do it, and so I did it as well. So you had to follow in their footsteps. Yes, I did. So you have a whole family of overachievers. Yes, we do. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I barely got my high school degree. Yeah, we your parents celebrated that. Yes, that was, they were that so was the proud. Goal. That was a proud moment. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Graduate. We all have goals. Well, yep. and it's funny because my father, he didn't go to college and he really wanted to make sure we had that unique experience to attend college. So he worked sometimes three jobs trying to make sure he can get us all to college. It was very awesome of him. That's cool. My, my next door neighbor and also across the street, they were cousins Mm -hmm. and both of them graduated. They were two years older than me and both of them graduated with their associates from high school. They graduated the same time, like what you did. And they're the only other people I've ever heard of doing that. So that's pretty impressive. So what did you what did you go into college? What was your major? So I studied psychology. In fact, I really in high school I really loved human behavior. I just I don't know why I loved observing people, watching what they did, why they did what they did, and it's just something that really stuck with me and I actually suffered from memory loss at one point in my life. And that really got me focused on the brain and how it works and that really got me in depth on psychology. Wow. Did you have an accident? Or so what? I had a back trauma. Um, it could have been from football. You know, we really don't know what happened. And I had, I sustained nerve damage, spinal nerve damage. And we believe that correlated to the brainstem, which then resulted in memory loss. So I forgot about three years of my life. You forgot three years of your life. Yes. Yep. Did you get to choose which three years you got? I to wish, win? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we know Jackson from the speaker world. Mm-hmm. He's a part of our National Speakers Association, the Mountain West chapter. Mm-hmm. And what got you into speaking and what do you speak about? So I wanted to be a speaker since high school and it was very interesting. I read self-help books. I've studied psychology and personal development for the last seven years. Uh, read over 300 self-help books, love them to death. And it really got me intrigued, and I followed motivational speakers, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, really loved their inspiring message, and I wanted to do it myself. And so when I joined the National Speakers Association, it was with the mindset of, I can do this. I even left a sales job that I was doing very well and very prominent in, uh, making a six-figure income at the age of 23. A lot of my friends think I was crazy for leaving that to become a speaker, but I wasn't passionate about it, and I ended up falling into a depression, actually, at that time. And so I felt I had to follow my passion, which is speaking. Has that served you well? It it really has. In fact, so I've only been speaking for about eight months now. And what I talk about um, in a psychology-related manner is habits. So I help people recognize that wherever it is they are in life, whether it's their fitness, their finances, whatever it may be, it's a result of their daily habits and standards. So, for example, if your weight's not the way you want it, let's say, that's a result of your habits of how you exercise, how you diet, and your self-control. For your finances, um, if they're not up to par with the level you want, that's a residual outcome of your daily standards and habits of how you manage your money, how you budget your money, how you spend it. And I really think people don't recognize that it's our habits that really influence everything as a result in our lives. Absolutely. And so do you coach? I do. You you coach and mentor also. I do. Yeah. So I do personal coaching, one-on-one coaching. I do my own events. And then I also do coaching for other speakers on how to create their own events. Because amazingly, some don't know how to start it or create workbooks, um, seminars, workshops, things of that nature. So I help them as well. I've been seeing people sharing and promoting your event. So tell us what what you have coming up. So my event is called The Truth About Habits. And what I focus on is how to help people recognize what habits are holding them back and which ones will bring them forward. Um, I have a quote that I always say, habits are an investment in your future. Now that could be a rewarding future or it could be a negative one based upon your habits. So I help people recognize what are those benefiting habits. In fact, Tom Corley did research between successful individuals, individuals who are worth $3 million or more, and he studied their habits. And in contrast, he also observed poor habits, people who are making less than $30,000 a year. And it was very interesting how the habits were almost exactly opposite. So for example, um, those who were considered wealthy worth $3 million, they would read exercise daily, all these different habits that promoted self-growth. In contrast, the poor individuals, their habits, they wouldn't exercise. Over 76% of them didn't exercise. They wouldn't read for education. They would read for pleasure. So they would read Time Magazine or just things of that nature. They wouldn't really focus on the idea of personal growth. And so it's amazing that the research behind it shows habits of the wealthy can be learned. And I believe it's all about character. You know, most people, they think, if I earn a million dollars, I'm going to be wealthy. Well, if you look at over 95% of lottery winners, within five years, they go bankrupt. Why is that? It's because they don't have that wealthy mindset. They're not trained to be a millionaire. They don't have that character. 
And so that's one thing I help people recognize. And so my event, The Truth About Habits, is September 9th, Saturday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And where is that? So it's South Community Church in West Jordan. West Jordan is in Utah. Yes. Yep. So those of you that live in New York and, and <laughs> Georgia that are listening, book your air, your flight yep. and, and come on over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and say hi to us while you're here. <laughs> I mean, the things you like to talk about are things that people don't like to talk about. Right. Uh, they don't want to talk about their finances and they don't want to talk about their weight. Exactly. So how do you convince them that they need to talk about that? So one thing I focus on is I've truly helped people find whatever it is they want to work on. Because I believe we all have one area we want to focus on. And I try to cover each and every one of those areas. So that way I cover something that's going to benefit each and every individual in the seminar. So, for example, how I mentioned I struggled with depression at one point in my life. I want to ask each of you, how would you imitate a depressed person with your body? What would you do? Slump. Okay. So shoulders forward, head down. Mm -hmm. That's the natural response for most people. Now, it's interesting. I was diagnosed with scoliosis and forward neck posture the same time I was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with depression. And I was wondering if there was any relation to that. So I did my research and from the uh, Taiwan Medical Group, they did a research study which found people who suffer from scoliosis and forward head neck posture, whose heads are naturally down, they're more likely to become depressed. Your posture, your habits of posture can make a difference in how you feel as an individual. So I help people recognize that. In fact, it was funny. I visited with my chiropractor and he says for every degree forward your neck is, that adds about 10 extra pounds of weight to your head. So your head can begin to feel very heavy. And for me, he said, your head probably feels like an extra 40 to 60 pounds. He said, no wonder you were depressed. Your head's naturally looking down. So it's very interesting, and I help people recognize what habits will help them in every area of life. Well, they're saying uh, through studies now that because of um, cell phones now, everybody's always looking forward to text, and their head's always down, and it's adding all that weight. Most definitely. Wow. So get rid of cell phones are making us depressed. Yeah, they really are. Okay, so you, you're having this seminar. How, how are you getting people, how are you getting the word out to everybody? So social media, of course, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, any and every type of social media I can get my hands on. And then I've even done door-to-door knocking, you know, just handing out cards, let, flyers, letting them know about my event, what I talk about, how it's going to benefit them. And then most of it's just word of mouth. In fact, one of my mentors, he taught me that 2% of marketing nowadays is done through the mail. People just don't do it anymore. And then roughly 16% 16 to 18% is roughly your social media, Facebook, emails, things of that nature. The other 80% of marketing is done word of mouth. So I try to encourage people, reach out, let them know about my event. If you know anyone who's struggling in any area of their life, they should come to an event, learn about it, read self-help books, find a life coach, anything that's going to help them in their lives. Okay, one more question, and yeah. we're going to digress a little bit, not digress going downhill, but just go back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you said that you like to watch people. I love to watch people. I can just right. sit at, uh, you know, I don't, I hate going to the mall, but if I'm going to go to the mall with my wife, why she shops, I just as soon sit on a bench and just watch people. Right. Um, I enjoy that. What is the difference between the people watching and making it making you want to go into psychology and just flat out being a creeper? <laughs> right. what's, the, what's the difference here? So... 
you know, I've even had people ask me, they're like, why are you staring at me? And I tell them, you know, I study psychology and I want to know why you're doing what you're doing. So, for example, if they're slouched, like we were talking about, I kind of observe them and wonder, have they had problems with depression? In fact, I even asked one person and I said, have you struggled with depression recently? And she looked at me just shocked. She's like, how did you know? I was like, your body's telling me everything right now, the way you have your hands, the way your head is. Um, and then you can even judge people, and I, I don't like to say judge people, but you can observe their finances based on the way they're dressed, based on the way they act, the way they communicate. In fact, um, research has shown people with a higher IQ who tend to focus more on their goals, they're more likely to have a better vocabulary. So the way they speak can let you know their kind of character and their kind of personality. Mm-hmm. So he's already put us where we're yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I've already observed where you're at. <laughs> we're, 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 we're putting there at the bottom, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. As to the line of where it gets creepy, that, you know, I'm probably seen as being creepy sometimes. I even ask people. So, for example, at the airport when I was traveling for my job, I saw a very happy couple. And I went up to them and asked, you know, how long have you been married? They said, oh, for over 30 years. We've had a great marriage. And I was like, so what's your secret? And they said, you know, just holding hands, that's the secret. And so I really, and it was funny because they're like, why are you talking to us? You know, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I really want to know what makes people happy in their relationships. I really love just talking to people, getting their input on every single subject. Let me ask you this. Are you young or do you just look young? (laughs) So I am 24 years old. 24 years old. He looks, he looks like he's just graduated from high school. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. But the the thing that's throwing me is, as you said, these people are saying, why are you talking to me? If, they're, if they've been married for 30 years, mm-hmm. it surprises me that they're asking that question. It surprises me that you would ask the questions yes. to them, though, because your generation doesn't talk to people. No. And, you know, that's the funny thing is I believe knowledge is not power. It's potential power. Everyone says how knowledge is power, but I believe... Um, we need to seek as much education, as much knowledge as we can, but knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. Wisdom is doing. You know, you can ha- find all the knowledge and uh, information you want on the internet, you know, and it's all there. But actually applying it, that's where you really start to see the miracles happen in your life. Hmm, that's awesome. You're wise beyond your years <laughs> to have already figured out so much. Right. And, you know, that's the funny thing is I love to learn and I believe it's gotten me this far. I love to. And that's part of observing people. I observe people as mentors. Um, in fact, over 76% of the wealthy done in Tom Corley's study, they had mentors and they believed having a mentor was a critical factor in their success. Um, what number do you fall in your family? So I'm the youngest in my family of three children. Of three. Yep. See, that was easy for his. <laughs> his parents only had to get three to graduate from with their with from high school with their, you know, college degree as well. I mean, we had seven, so we just said, "Ah, oh, heck, it's not even worth trying." Yeah, we decided to keep a small family because um, each of us were born prematurely, and mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it was interesting because my sister, or my brother, was two weeks, my sister was four weeks early, and then I was six weeks early. Wow. In fact, if I was born, I believe my doctor said five years earlier. I you probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have lived just mm-hmm. because of the technology that we yeah. didn't have. Um, well, yeah, five years early would have been way too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting how life works out that way. And so my parents decided, you know, after me, they didn't want any more. And it makes sense, you know, after that perfect child, you, why have more? 
That's right. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, that's confidence. Right. So, so how do you get confidence? Well, and you know, it's funny. Research has shown that in relationships, the most attractive quality, most people say personality or looks or something like that, it's confidence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. I believe confident is believing in yourself knowing who you are as a person. In fact, that's one thing I try to focus on in my seminar is I help people recognize not only who they are, but the person they want to be and how they can take the steps to get there. Because I believe we all desire for a better, you know, a better self. In fact, I, the way I like to phrase it is I created Jackson Smith. Jackson Smith, yes, he was born from my parents, but I created who I am with my thoughts, with my actions and who I am as a person. And I think everyone should see themselves as that way. And I believe that creates confidence. No, that's great. Because I, I agree 100%. Confidence is huge. I mm-hmm. think it's the most attractive thing. Everybody wants to have confidence. Right. But we all put ourselves down. We do. And like kind of you said earlier, like with me asking strangers in the airport, how have you had such a successful marriage? You know, most people just don't ask questions like that. But the funny thing is when I ask people those kind of questions, they're not afraid to answer they're like, oh, that's so interesting that you want to learn about that. And they seem really open to it. And it helps you establish connections you didn't have before. It's really an empowering process to just talk with people. Right. Just to get to know people. Yeah, we uh, we had a mutual acquaintance. Uh, I won't even mention his name, but he said the other day in a meeting that his worst thing, his biggest fear is to walk. He's my age. Mm-hmm. And, and to walk into a, a room, he looks around until he sees somebody that he knows. Mm-hmm. He goes to them and he won't go anywhere else because he just does not like to meet new right. people. Yep. And and I was laughing thinking that when I go to Walmart, before <laughs> we get to the cash register, I already know the person in front of me right. and the person behind me. Yeah. And I just love talking to people. Mm-hmm. And so are you, is that your makeup? Do you do that same thing? That's Jeremiah philosophy. Yep. And It's interesting because, you know, like you were saying, so many people have just become isolated. And it's very sad in my mind because the whole point of why we are here is to just get to know more people and to establish that connection. In fact, most people, the reason I believe there's a lack of love throughout the world is not enough human interaction. And the research has shown human interaction is one of the best forms of love we can have. Even hugging someone every single day, it increases your dopamine levels. And it's very interesting. There was a tribe in Africa, whenever an individual would make a mistake, the whole village would surround this one individual and they would put their hands on them and transfer their energy to them and forgive them for whatever mistake they did and say nothing but positive affirmations or things about that person. And I mean, can you imagine doing that? If everyone surrounded you, told you how amazing you are, that you're such a wonderful person, you're meant to be here for a reason, how different your life would be. Yeah. Extremely different because we beat ourselves up. And our most believable voice Mm -hmm. is our own voice. Our own voice. Yeah. To build up and to give positive affirmation and and to receive that because sometimes we can't give ourselves that, but to have that tribe you're saying that Mm -hmm. would just everybody would surround them and. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a cool idea. Well, and that's why it's important to surround yourself with the right people. For example, like we were talking about how your voice is the most important voice that you hear. Uh, while I was applying for a, a sales job, a very prominent sales job, there were 60 applicants. You know, five major interviews got down to the top three. I was one of the top three. But during that whole process, my father was telling me, you're not going to get this job. He said, they've got mm-hmm. way more experience than you. 
you're just not very experienced in this field yet, you're not going to get this job. It's down to the top three. One of them has managerial positions. Then there's me. And then the other has had a previous sales job similar to this one. And long story short, due to serious amounts of preparation, I ended up getting that job. Good for you. And I went and told my father about it, and he said, make sure you keep family and religion a priority in your life. He didn't even congratulate me on the job. (laughs) Now, not to say I don't love my father, Mm -hmm. but it just goes to show you that outer voices Mm -hmm. shouldn't control who you are as a person and how you act. It's your own voice that matters to you. And that's one thing I focus on in my seminars. I talk about your posture the words you're telling yourself. In fact, I help people come up with declarations that are going to help them so they can remember how they feel in the moment, how to have that positive energy level throughout their life. So I believe that it's how you react to your life. And to quote Charles, um, I can't remember his last name, um, but Charles, he quoted and said, 10% is what happens to me and 90% is how I respond to it, how I react to it. It's in that reaction that makes the difference. So it's really how you talk to yourself. And, you know, it's not easy, but I like to say some of the best motivational speeches speeches I've ever heard are people who told me I couldn't do something because it just means I want to prove them wrong to show them that I can do whatever I put my mind to. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's a great mindset. That goes along with your saying that you always say. What is it? <laughs> can't. Oh, can't never did anything. Yeah, can't never did anything. Yeah, that's yeah. what my dad taught me. Well, wonderful. You know what? We are out of time. I can't believe it. It goes so fast. And and this has been really fun listening to you and just, you know, off the cuff. We didn't have anything planned. We're just talking and uh, it's been very enlightening and and, and appreciate you, you being here and sharing these things with us. What would be the last thing you would share with us? So I think the most important thing for your listeners, and I mentioned it a little bit before, but knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is doing. You have all the knowledge before you. You've got books. You've got self-help tapes, seminars, um, the Internet, anything and everything at your disposal. It's doing it that's going to make the difference. So I just encourage people to find other individuals, find that mentor, uh, find that group that's going to help you get where you need to go. Find those people who are going to help you elevate your career to the next level, your weight, your finances, whatever it may be. Where can my listeners find you? So I have a website jacksonsmith.com and then i also jackson is spelled j-a-x-o-n dash smith.com there you go thank you so much for joining us today oh thanks for having me i appreciate it thanks for listening to life in 22 minutes if you liked what you heard tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on itunes and leave a review your review will help us to broaden our audience until next time don't wait for things to be perfect get out there and live life with courage humor, and a whole lot of love.